Welcome guys to another episode of I Wish I Was a Little Bit Taller. My name is Amir. We got Fergie coming up. We got a special guest, Coach AP. Ali Parvo is on to get a little more insight into the college game because I know none. And so Fergie and Coach get into it a little bit and then we get into a bunch of stuff. Where's Drummond going? Is Blake ever gonna dunk again? Um, trade scenarios for those guys was it a smart decision for um, uh, Anthony Davis to come back and play on Sunday and re-injure himself Um, we get so many things to get into so listen in, hope you enjoy yo Yo, what's up? Wait, you don't do the what's up nah, anymore? Nah. We, we change it up. We, it's a seasonal thing. We change it up. This season, we're coming. Yo! Oh, that's a fair, right. Yo! That literally shows you how many pods he's listened to in the last couple of months. I don't even listen to my own pod. I don't even listen to my own pod. Don't feel bad. Cool, <laughs> cool. Well, if you don't know who it is, we got uh, we got a special guest tonight. We got uh, Coach AP Ali Paravos joining us from the crash. How you doing? What up, what up, guys? I'm happy to be here. Great to see Fergie. It's been a long time. Absolutely. It's it's not Iden. So, so we're gonna we'll see yeah it. we're gonna get really quick into it uh, because I know you two have a lot to talk about in a subject that Chris brought up that I don't know much about. So. Um, we're gonna go into fictitious money real quick. Fergie won two hundred, so he's up to ten thousand eight hundred. I'm I lost two hundred, so I'm at ten thousand one hundred. And then we got three games coming up. And Ali, you can set decide who you pick on this one too. But we put money on these, so we got Wednesday night Rockets versus the Seventy Sixers. Who you got, Fergie? Um, you know what? I was talking the last couple of pods about how I'm liking the Rockets dynamic, uh, how they're playing right now, but. Uh, I'm going to go with the Sixers for, for 200. I, I still t- think that they're um, a few steps above the Rockets right now, even as well as the Rockets are playing, you know, with their team chemistry. I'm going to go with the Sixers for 200. I think Embiid is going to be definitely too much for them, and uh, they're going to pull it out by probably about seven or eight. What about you, uh, Coach? Is, is Embiid going to play? Because I know he didn't play the last game. He didn't play yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I, I think he's going to play. All right. I don't know. I don't, I didn't see anything about him playing or not. So what do you say? Who do you pick? You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Houston just to go against Fergie for uh, yeah, six thousand fake dollars. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. All right. So I, I got a hundred on Houston. Um, and then next one is Friday Jazz versus the Clippers. Well, you know what? We this is gonna be a topic that we get into a little bit later. But the Jazz are. Maybe the best team in the league right now. I'm gonna go Jazz just based off that. I mean, they are playing so damn well, um, clicking on all cylinders. Especially, they're probably even playing better without Connolly. You know how I don't like Connolly, so yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go only 100 though because the Clippers are still they, they still the got a, a team right now. So I'm gonna go Jazz for. 100. I'm- yeah, I'm gonna pick Jazz as well, just because I uh, I can't. It's like another team I just can't pick is the Clippers. I, I I'll lose money, but I'll take the Jazz over. What about you? Uh, yeah, both, I, I mean, both, your head. both both teams are playing really good basketball right now. But like like you, Amir, I I can't go with the Clippers for anything. So yeah, and not that I like the Jazz then, much more, but that's <laughs> right. Go with the Jazz. But they they don't have sides in Cali saying streetlights over spotlights. Right. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we got Celtics versus the Pelicans on Sunday. Celtics are playing terrible right now. If you've watched some of their games, so just out of the sheer fact that I love watching the Pelicans play, honestly, with uh, with Zion, and you're gonna laugh, but you know I still think Lonzo Ball's got a lot in the tank. If he could find the right, uh, the right <laughs> motherfucker, better have a lot on tank. <laughs> He's like a you <laughs> yeah, that's true. He, he definitely is not on it. <laughs> But uh, I, I'm gonna go with the Pelicans for 100. I, I love watching them play. I, I like I like uh, I like their squad they put out every night. And once again, it's one of those teams I can never pick. <laughs> I can never pick the Celtics. So I'm picking the Pelicans as well for 100 as well. So what about you, Kurt? Or what about you, Ali? Um, you know, my car has a lot in the tank because I don't drive it. It's it's in like <laughs> parking lot. <so. laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'll, I'll I'll also go with the Pelicans because I cannot I cannot root for the Celtics. So put another fake six hundred right. for me on that one. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about how efficient Zion's been though recently? It's always been efficient. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, it's almost he's turned it up a notch though even more. I swear, every night I'm turning on and he's like twelve for fourteen from the field with a free throw. I mean, he's just. It's incredible. I know he he started off very efficient, but I feel like he's just turned it up even another notch, if that's possible, from the efficiency standpoint. I think he's just realizing that he can he's he's the leader, right? So he's got to take those shots. He's got to be more like aggressive on the offensive end. I don't know. I mean, that, you would assume that at some point you just realize, look around you, like I'm probably the best guy besides Ingram on this court. So I got to go and do my thing. Yeah, true, true. I love old school. He's like old school. I love old school players because he's like. He's not going to shoot, so they back up off him, but he still gets everything he needs to in the paint. So he's, he gets everything around the paint, gets to the free throw line, and he doesn't need to shoot jump shots. He doesn't settle. He's just going to go through you or, or just wait and let his teammates see, set him see, up. You brought, up a, you brought an interesting topic up, and I didn't really discuss this before, but because I mentioned it before, and you and I spoke about it, and Fergie and I spoke about it, Garnett mentioned, wrote something or in his book said that players from 20 years ago couldn't make it in the league now. And I took it as he meant the Joe Schmoes. Like, there's that 1% that's going to be there, right? Like, Kobe's going to be whatever generation you put him, he's going to be great. Like, Nash. But there was those, like, I said, Pooh Richardson. Would Pooh Richardson be in the league right now? <sighs> Either of you. <laughs> Pooh Richardson from UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> like Greg Kite. You think Greg Kite would be a center in the NBA? Right. <laughs> Like, Iden yeah. is like, I, no, and yeah, Iden, that's good. Yeah. Well, Iden's point was, <laughs> I guess he's, there's a, uh, uh, on NBA dot on NBA channel, there's, uh, remember Antonio Daniels? Yes, he the was guard. Like the, yeah, the guard. So I guess he was Bowling like, green. what is Garnett, what are you talking about? A player from 20 years ago for sure would do it. And I took that as like the holy grail statement that, you know, I always said players from the 50s couldn't play in the 70s, and 70 players from the 70s couldn't play in the 90s, right? And I think Ali agrees with me. I think, Ferg, you you agree? Yeah, I mean, from way back when, I, I don't think the game has changed so much with the athletic ability. No, I, I, I don't think they would have. But it's really hard to tell because they weren't training the way they are now. Um, they weren't doing the things they are now. So it's, you really cannot even say they wouldn't be able to do that because had they lived in a different time frame and they were, you know, living right now with the facilities that you're practicing in and the nutrition and all that stuff, my God, some of these guys from the seventies and eighties may look completely different, right? If you were playing now, uh, their game with, with how the game is translated right now would look completely different. So they played at the time when it was what it was and, I mean, you look at one of the questions I'll, I'll ask you guys later, but, you know, some of the all-time great scorers, would they would they be doing the same thing right now with some of the defense these days and the length on the perimeter? Maybe, maybe not. So it's really hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, now we'll get into a segment that I have no, no opinion on because I don't watch it at all. College basketball. Go. You two go. <laughs> <laughs> so, great, great, great intro. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome segue. <laughs> so I brought up so Ali last week I was I was talking and uh, and looking at some of the college stuff and following it a little bit. Uh, probably the least amount I've I've ever followed it this year's has been super weird with COVID and stuff. Um, you're seeing a lot of teams right now that normally are near the top of the NCAA who aren't even in the top 25 and potentially might not even be making the tourney. So. What are some of your thoughts on the difference? Is this a one-off year, or is this kind of a change in the guard with so many players just coming out after year one and there's not as much talent? Yeah, it's, it's not. I wouldn't say necessarily it's a one-off, but I think it's gonna you're gonna see a dynamic shift because what, what's happening is you don't have as many players that can come in as a freshman and win win for you. Like you can't build a team around that many freshmen anymore. Um, I think there's one player in the one and a half freshmen right now in NCAA that you can build a team around once Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma state can't go to the tournament anyway, cause they're, uh, they're on probation. Um, a couple mm-hmm. other guys, but I mean, you can't really build, you need, you need veterans. Like you got dudes that are veterans that are playing and you kind of saw that shift with like Virginia that had second, third year guys, Baylor, obviously Gonzaga. They got guys that are for three, four years. 
and Duke and Kentucky and those guys would, would have the one-and-done type guys. Now, what's happening is the top one-and-done guys are leaving, right? They're going to the G League. They're going overseas. So we're not even seeing what would be the top one-and-done guys. In addition, the thing that's different is transfers. So I, I'm not – I'm not letting you develop at high school. If I'm, if I'm in school, I don't care about what you're doing at high school. You're going to go play three years of D1 ball, mid-major, and you're going to be the man, and you're going to average 25 points, and then I'm going to have you come over to Kentucky as a, as a grad transfer or with two years left over, and you got, you're bigger, you're stronger, you've got the experience, and those are the guys that are going to win. So the transfer markets completely changed the game. You got guys that are developing at you know mid-major schools and transferring to, to high majors or you know, power five schools, if you will. And, and that's going to be the difference. You know, transfers are going to make the game. So you're going to see Duke and Kentucky and North Carolina really dip into the transfer market. And the, the, the freshmen are still going to come in, but you're not going to win games with four or five freshmen anymore because you just don't have the talent to go that deep anymore. You know, I think you're right as you start to see some of the coaches adapt, right? So you saw <laughs> Coach K was one of the the last to kind of adapt to that one and done. And I mean, sure, he's completely turned that around to where that's all they have now, just like Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, all those teams. Um, and I think you bring up such a great point about the coaches are going to start figuring out that maybe the top tier guys are jumping straight to the G League to get paid right away. And there's not as many to go around. So they need to look in a different pool and, and find some of these guys, as you mentioned, that are in that third year and have put on 25 pounds since high school. and develop their skills and it sucks for some of the mid-majors and smaller schools who try and develop them and uh you know going to lose out on their junior and senior year when they're ready to win and hopefully bring home a conference championship for these smaller mid-majors but uh yeah, I, mean, I think you're on some especially with the grad transfers it's crazy because you know before even if you went to like a mid-major and you would redshirt right you would redshirt and then you could graduate in four so you'd still have one year of eligibility left you could now you can graduate transfer go to another school, not have to sit out. So like mid-majors will not redshirt players anymore because they're afraid they're going to lose them. You know, or like or you don't want to play your players, well, your freshmen, but you're going to lose them down the stretch. So it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. It's really a shift. You didn't really, he didn't see that a long time ago at all. And now yeah. everyone, as soon as they, they graduate, they're taking all these classes early and in the summer. So that way they're eligible for that. And what a terrible thing for, for a coach <laughs> who's counting on his guy to come back for potentially his fifth year and be, and be a star. And next thing you know, he's being courted by all these, you know, bigger schools that are trying to say, Hey, come play for ACC, come play SEC. And you know, people have egos. They want to play at the biggest stage. So they might go, they're going to jump shit. Right. And like, it's like, that's why the schools like Virginia, Gonzaga, Baylor are going to be so good because they get the, they don't get the top, top guys. Usually, even though Gonzaga got Jalen Suggs this year, he was number top five player. He's really, really good. But like, They'll get those guys that are going to come in there. They're going to work three, four years. And they're also good enough that they don't want to leave from like, oh, if we get really good at Gonzaga, like I'll still be a top five pick. Like it doesn't matter. I don't need to go to Duke to, or Kentucky. Like I'm good over here. So that's why those schools that are like the high majors, but like not the top, not the blue bloods, you know, those, those guys are going to start doing really well. So is that why, Ali, you went back to uh, uh, grad school so you can, you know, open up your uh, eligibility? Yeah, I know, right? If I go NAIA, I got all my eligibility left. So any NAIA coaches are looking for a 41-year-old guy that can still hit a three but it's not going to do much else, I'm your man. Hey, you have put on 20 pounds since high school. I mean, it's yeah, 20 pounds since high school. <laughs> hey, you, you did just mention, you know, got bigger after a few years. So I did. I mean, I'll give you four good trips up and down that court. <laughs> That's called spot minutes right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other team goes well, zone, get, throw me in there. I'm going to jack up a couple threes, <laughs> and then I'll go back to the bench. Uh, did you guys see that uh, is it Jalen Johnson from Duke is going to sit out the rest of the year? Yeah, yeah. Jalen Johnson from Duke is sitting out for the rest of the year because – and he's getting himself ready for the NBA. Like, all right. Well, I mean, you're – just as we've been talking about, you're going to start to see these guys who truly don't have any connection to the schools anymore. Let's let's be honest. I mean, they they get in there summertime, start working. As long as they can pass enough classes to get them eligible through, you know, through March. I mean, I don't know this guy from anywhere, but I'm just going to say, has he been to a class all second all right. semester? 
Uh, you would die. I mean, if he, if he's sitting out, you know, just, I, I mean, I mean, right now he's taking, he's, he's back in his hometown probably right now, just working out and completely left the team. But I don't know. I hope he didn't do that. Hopefully he's developed some friendships that he's going to stick around and, uh, uh, with the guys, but sounds like he's throwing in the towel, just getting ready. Uh, I mean, which the, you're going to see a lot more of those guys. It's kind of like right as, as, as fans and as basketball guys, you know, we we don't like to see it, but to understand him as a, as a man and as a business decision, it's like, wait, look, Duke's not going to win the national championship. They're probably not even going to make the tournament. He's going out there playing in front of zero fans. If he tears his ACL, you know, that's yep. a that's that's millions of dollars. You know, so it's like, it, what's the risk? What's the reward? Yes, as a fan, would you like to see the best players on the court? Yeah, but, like, man, I understand what these guys are doing. Like, you can't tell somebody not to go after their money. Well, that actually leads 100%. Us, that leads us really well into the next question I have for you guys. So, Anthony Davis got injured again on Sunday. And now the question is, should he have come back? Should he have come back? Asking you two. That's a hindsight. You know, you always talk, you always talk hindsight. You know, you're going to say, well, no, I was but... saying, I was, I was telling Ali or Chris before I'm like, so here's a problem. I think I have, he said he was fine. He went through all the, you know, tra- sessions for the earlier and he was felt great. So he played, he chose to make that decision. If he wouldn't have, then the, everyone's going to be saying, Oh, he's, you know, doing uh sitting out because he just wants to, it's like a, he was going to lose on either way. If he played and got injured, they're like, well, he came out too soon or too early. If he sat out, they're like, well, he's just, you know, he's another, you know, new kid that just sits out whenever he wants to and comes and plays whenever he wants to, right? Yeah, he's, they're, they're gonna. Yeah, that's it's really, Go ahead, Chris. It's really hard to say. You know, really hard to to kind of look back. Should he? Shouldn't he have? Um, but you ought to also look at it, man. There, there's these athletic trainers that truly have to step in, and and sometimes you know, protect a guy from a, from his own competitive self, right? Who here has been injured and, and said, nope, I'm good. I can go out there. I mean, he's a competitor. He wants to get out there and play, um, you know, win another championship. And sometimes coaches and trainers, they got to protect uh, the players from themselves. And, you know, with it being, what does it say? It's a Achilles um, slash, what, what they talk about? Ankle slash nah, Achilles that, or whatever. Um, yeah. 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 If you're talking about calf and you get down into the Achilles a little bit, you know, that's not something to mess with right now. I mean, you're seeing a lot of guys miss, a, uh, you know, seasons for that type of stuff. So uh, truly right now, these next few games, you get him some extra rest, some extra practice, truly make sure he's back. I, I think that's the way to go, especially at this point in the season, in my opinion. I mean, we're seeing exactly what happened to Kevin Durant in the finals a couple of years ago, right? Same thing, calf injury. Yeah. And- they're like, oh, well, he can play, he can play, and he comes out and he tears his Achilles and he's out for a year. And, you know, that's, that's, that's a that's mm-hmm. big time. And, that, you know, that was the finals. And, you know, the, he, everybody's always questioned KD's toughness. And I think that probably has something to do with it. People question AD's toughness too. And I think that has something to do with it. They want to prove something. But, like, I think you said it, Ferg, like the, the, the trainers have to do it. And then these guys have to have their own guys too that aren't with the team, right? Like, you know, they have their own doctors. They have their own trainers. They have their own. Um, you know, people on st- on staff and salary that should tell you, like, sorry, dude, don't play. And that's kind of what happened with Kawhi in uh, in San Antonio. The Spurs told him to play, yeah. and then his own doctors told him not to. And that's why he ended up bouncing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing that they they were talking today was um, that he has his own trainer on staff with the Lakers. So does LeBron, and his his trainers were okay with him to come back, but now. Um, the coaching staff or the Lakers, you know, whatever, put out a press release that they would monitor him game to game. And I guess his people have come out that he's not playing for two to three weeks. <laughs> he's sitting now and then two to three weeks leads to the All-Star game, which is another week off. So he's off basically for a month recovering from, a, you know, hopefully it's just a minor thing and he'll be back. So um, we'll see how that yeah, goes. But these guys also have like the shortest had the shortest offseason in NBA history, too. You know, these guys yep. had to get back to Very playing true. a lot of games. Like, somebody like Anthony Davis, whose body does, hasn't done him well all the time, too, probably needs a little bit more rest than regular players. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's maybe it maybe a little blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. He gets, you know, three weeks off to kind of uh, recoup and uh, into that all-star break, come out, you know, fresh mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I think this might be a good thing. Uh, the next thing we're going to get into, the trading season has started, and there's already rumors that, well, it's not even rumors, Blake Griffin is sit, being sat out till he's either 
bought out or traded, and so is Andre Drummond. Would you trade for him if you? Which team should try to get him either through a trade or oh, you know, uh, I guess through buyout? The L.A. Sparks. <laughs> I don't, I, don't, you know, I, don't, I don't know if they get on the court in front of Neko Gumake, man. Neko Neko's a piece of that paint, <laughs> right? So um, to answer that question, uh, Blake Griffin, I was I was kind of looking at you know I've I've mentioned over the past few pods that I'm not a huge fan right now. I think he's I don't know what happened if he's injured and not telling people, but how in the heck has somebody dropped off that bad? Is it the surrounding cast that's that bad? Um, poor guy is just truly not, not himself, not showing what he used to be. And, and maybe that is just who he is now. So when you're talking about who should go after and pick him up, I'm not seeing a long list of people that should, you know, now one team I, I was thinking about going through some of the rosters and stuff, maybe as a, as a backup, if Blake would be okay, maybe kind of being a bench guy is the trailblazers. Maybe that second unit, um, you know, having somebody that can kind of come in there and, you know, and be with Mello if he's part of that second unit as well sometimes to create some uh, some scoring. But I don't think a, a frontline, you know, starter, you know, a team that's counting on him to average 20 a game to get him in the playoffs, that, that's not that type of guy. So that was one team I, I think might uh, potentially pick him up as a nice reserve. I'm sure you guys have talked mm-hmm. about this. You guys know Blake Griffin has zero dunks this year? He has not. I said that the first last episode. He didn't basketball. believe me. Like Blake Griffin, you know, like Lob City Blake Griffin jumping over cars has not dunked. He, has, he hasn't been on like on a breakaway. Like he hasn't had a tip jam. Like nobody's throwing him a lob. Like not one, not one dunk this year. Well, they don't have any point cards. They're like four well, centers. Just to the question, right? Is he injured? I think he's recovered from something, but like he's playing. Like he's been in games, so it's not anything major, but. Um, they also don't have good players on their team. And then have you seen like his highlight reel this season is basically like fadeaways where like he bumps into the guy in the middle of the lane and then like drops back. And it's like, come on now. Like you used to jump over fools. Now you can barely like, you have to fall, do a fadeaway to get a shot. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know if a team would trade away like an asset, you know, like if you're the Lakers, you're not going to trade away a Kuz or THT or like, you know, anybody like that. Like, I don't, I don't see anybody trading away an asset. Maybe a second round pick. I mean, the late first round, if you feel like you're a piece away, but even then, I, you know, like you just got to wait. You can't the- even make a trade for him because, no, no, because he's guaranteed 36 million this year, 38 next year. And you got to be within what, 70% of 75% of his salary. So you got to give 30 million worth of salary. So it's got to be like a, you got to throw like an Iggy in there or like um, somebody that's like, you have a huge contract that's just sitting for you, basically, you know? Yeah, I think the buyout, those two guys would be super interesting on the buyout market. Now, on a buyout, would I like to see the Lakers pick up Drummond, just have another big body? And if he, you know, kind of like we had with Boogie last year, and it's like, hey, if he gets his stuff together, or Dwight Howard, if he gets his act together, this guy's a hell of a talent that can help. And if he doesn't, who cares, you know? So on the buyout, I can see that. Miami would be interesting, but I mean, Giving away team, giving away assets. I, I I don't see it. Boston, Boston can use another big. Yeah, Tice is good, but you need a backup. <clears throat> how about the uh, how about the Bucks in case uh, Lopez? You know to kind of back him up because Lopez is true. Yeah. Yeah. So again, same point. Like, are you giving up assets for a backup? Yeah. It depends. Yeah. Well, who are you talking about, Chris? Are you talking about Blake or are you talking about Drummond? No, I was talking about Drummond potentially if if in the buyout and stuff like that. I mean, he'd be he'd be a flyer for some of those teams, but um, yeah, I don't know the the Griffin thing. I I truly don't uh, don't see too many teams uh, throwing in any pieces to their puzzle, you know, to get him. That just doesn't make sense. Do you think he'd be a good one for Blake to go to uh, Denver as a backup there? Mm. I don't know. Like I think, I think any team, I think any team in the NBA would like to have Blake or Andre Drummond as a backup if you're not giving up assets, right? If yeah. I'm not giving up assets yeah. and this yeah. guy's coming in as a backup or as a placeholder for some injured players, I think all 32 teams take that, right? Now, right. If you're giving up assets, yeah. I don't know. Like, does Charlotte do it? Throw him in there with Lamelo, see if Lamelo can get him going. I don't know. Yeah, but he slows down the game for them. But if, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. 
I, I again buyout market, yes. <laughs> buyout market, yes. Trading any serious assets, no. And then like half of the Orlando team is on the market, so basically you just you know pick whoever you want on that the roster. Love, Aaron Gordon's available. Love Vukovic. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, oh yeah, they're not trading him. He'd be a good pickup. If if somebody could put a little package together and pick him up right now. Oh man, that's a that's yeah, a steal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, from there, I have a uh, uh, another power forward. I get is Julius Randle a All Star this year? Yeah, in the East for sure. Are there three better power forwards than him in the East? Four. Uh, yeah. Fergie. Yes. So you you just mentioned something. You said are there three or four better power forwards? So remember, they're not doing that's it by from, position. I, right? That's why. Well, they're doing it by forward. Front court, back court, right? Right. So front court players. So, Amir, a couple of weeks ago, you had asked this question, and I was a solid no because we were going down the list of a lot of people. Um, I want to go back and uh, maybe change my answer a little bit. He is definitely getting – he's not a for sure, but he's getting yeah. closer. I think what this guy is doing, bringing his lunch pail to work every day, busting his ass and, and taking names, I – I could definitely see them rewarding him and being an all-star. He hasn't punched his ticket yet just because there's so many other big names that we kind of mentioned going down the list that I think are going to take some, some votes away from him. But uh, my God, he definitely is deserving. Will he get there? I don't know just because of the name and everything like that, but he is becoming more deserving. Absolutely. Well, if you think about it in the East forward positions, you have Tatum front court. So you go, yeah, go ahead. Well, no, because that center. Well, uh, yeah. So I guess okay. So you have is Simmons considered a forward a point guard? Okay. So then, so MB. Then you have Kumpo. Um, okay, that's two. Jimmy Butler. Then you or have is he a shooting guard. Butler. I think they put him as shooting oh, guard. Shooting but then you have Tatum. Yeah. So that's three. Mm-hmm. And then Jalen Brown. Is he a guard? I think Jalen Brown. Is he a guard? A small forward, yeah. I think one of them is a. Yeah, it depends on where they label him. Vukovic. <laughs> he ain't going to make it, but Vuk, Vuk is nice. Kevin, um, Kevin but besides that, they're really. But, yeah. but, so he's probably going to get in, but he's probably not even going to play that game, right? Because he's, he's, he's out again for another two or three games. So you just never know if he's going to play again. Yeah, I mean. All right, so here's the thing. I'm going to call it right now. He's going to be somebody that is going to be an all-star because some of these players are going to either opt out or due to injury, they're going to call his name as a player during the all-star. That's about right. I think if he was going to make it, he was going to be like the 12th man on the team. And if, if, you know, somebody gets injured, then he would take that spot for whoever that injury or whoever doesn't play that game. Right. So, but he's, he's playing at that level. All the baby Lakers are hooping though, except, except Lonzo. All of them. Yeah. No, nah, but like, uh, what's in Clarkson is balling in Utah. Uh, we got what's his name? Brandon Ingram, Ingram in Memphis. Brandon yeah. Ingram is one of the top forwards. Yeah, he's an all star. Yeah. Go. Yeah. I mean, all the Lakers drafted well. They just <laughs> gave them, away. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is a weird little thing I want to play. It's it's a version off of Mary Fuck Kill that we play. We're gonna do. Start bench cut. Okay, I'm gonna give you three players. Start bench cut. All right, we're gonna go Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, Kyrie. Go ahead, Ferg. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna start Steph. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bench Dame and I'm gonna cut Kyrie, okay. just because of the mental <laughs> part of Kyrie. That's it. Yeah. No. What about? I mean, he's absolutely beast on the court, but I'm just going to cut him for the mental piece. Will he be on the court, though, is the question. Yeah. Yeah, we have, I mean, we haven't seen Kyrie lead teams to the promised land where we've seen, I mean, Dame get teams through rounds of the playoffs on his own, and we've seen Steph take teams to what they do. So that's why Kyrie gets cut. Do I start Steph or do I start Dame? Oh, man, I love both those guys. I'd probably start Dame right now. But, like, Steph's coming off the bench quick. Okay, okay, okay. All right, here we go. Here's another oh, one. No, you gotta we got to answer, too. LeBron. Wait, oh, okay. No, I would do the same thing as Chris. I would, I would do Steph, uh, start Steph, yep. uh, 
I mean, there's no, you, there's no, the one and two is not the question. It's the three was the one you're throwing out. All right. Next one is LeBron, Giannis, and uh, the Joker. Oof. Are we talking just for this one season? Or are we talking I mean, for let's like Let's just go franchise? for this season. 2021. 2021. Yeah, um, yeah you got to start. Start Bron. I'm going to go crazy and say on the bench, the Joker, and I'm wow. cutting you off. What about you? I'm not mad at that, but I, fl- I flipped the Joker. <laughs> yeah, you can't really I'm, not, I'm not mad at it, though. I'm not like. No, you're wrong, Chris. I'm like, yeah, but no, I I, I put Giannis bench and then I and I cut the the yoker. Yeah, yeah, I'm I would do the same thing as Ali. All right, here's another one. We got Zion, Ja, or Luke, Luca, Ja Morant, Luca or Zion. I thought you were saying Luke like Luke Kennard or something. <laughs> I, I was like, where's Luke Walton? <laughs> Luke Walton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, come on! You can't you can't talk about my boy like that. You got Luca starting for okay. sure. Uh, Zion coming off the bench, and then uh, Ja Ja wow. coming right now. What about you, At? Yeah, I'm I'm starting Luca. I'm benching Zion, and I'm as much as it hates I hate to do it. I'm cutting Ja. Ask me like in a year, mm-hmm. I might change my mind. Right? Yeah. I think I would do Luca. Jaw and then cut Zion because I just like I feel like Zion might not make it into a full season because he just I feel like he's just he's gonna jump out of something and just tear something like I just I feel bad. I don't know why but I just I, I feel like he's gonna get injured somehow one way or another but last one Booker Tatum Donovan Mitchell Booker Tatum Donovan Mitchell man ah, I'll go for assist time you want to go for safety yeah. yeah. Um, yep. I'm cutting book. I'm starting Donovan and I'm benching Tatum. Wow. You're dropping, you're, you're wow. dropping the dude that dropped 70 points in a game. <laughs> yeah, but that's what just, that, that wasn't a real 70 points. They planned on him getting 70 points. They ran everything through. Well, how, why is that? They ran everything through. Um, they, they weren't trying to win that game. Okay, okay, okay. Um, what about you? You know what? I I would have to say I, I definitely loved watching Tatum's game improve year over year. Uh, I'm, but I will say I would probably go right now with uh, with Donovan starting. Um, I would have to say Tatum on the bench, and then Booker's. I, I love Booker's game. I, I absolutely love watching that guy. But I'm gonna. I'm going to cut him right now to those three. Anybody, who's, date, sure. anybody who's dating a Kardashian, I can't depend on you. Yeah. Every time a Kardashian dates an NBA player, they either almost die <laughs> or their career tumbles. And I think the only one that survived it was Clarkson. The only one that survived it is Clarkson. The rest of them, I mean, look at where Blake is. Blake can't even dunk anymore. So um, I, I think I would <laughs> Damn, she definitely took his legs out from him, huh? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would just, I would start Tatum, and then I would bench uh, Mitchell, and then I would cut Booker. Um, so, well, speaking of Mitch, though, are you is Utah the best team in the league? On February, on February 16th? right now, sure. Are they the Are they the like the championship yep. favorites? No. Are they the biggest surprise? Um, I'm not going to say biggest surprise. I mean, they had absolutely a, a squad coming back. They played well, you know, last year, uh, kind of in the bubble a bit. Um, is it a surprise that they're playing at such a high level? Maybe a little bit, but I'm not like going crazy over this, that they're, they're in first right now. Ali, as you mentioned on Feb- February 16th, yeah, they're the best team, but we all know there's peaks and valleys and, you know, they're going to hit a bump in the road where some of the guys stop, stop hitting shots and, uh, a little minor injury, you know, messes with the rotation a little bit. You know, all these things, you know, there's so many different little details through the course of a year. Ali, you know, as a coach that, that mess up the rotation and that can put a funk to your team for, for a week or two. So, um, and, and there's know, a lot of teams I, I definitely see them coming back to the pack. 
Yeah, there's teams in the NBA that don't even care to be the best team in the league in, on February 16th. They're going to sit guys. They're going to try mm-hmm. different rotations. You know, like they'll take an L here and there. They know they're going to, you know, like the Lakers, they know they're going to be top three seed in the West. And, you know, really doesn't matter. There's no home court advantage if you're one, two, or three. You know, so I, I think, yeah, they are. But, I mean, we've seen, we, you know, I've, I've seen this movie with Milwaukee. I've seen this movie with the Clippers. You know, like wake, wake me up when it's, you know, wake me up in April. But see, I think with some teams, like you were saying, that they're striving to be the number one, and it helps their confidence to be. If like you're really competing and you're trying to be, you know, for that first seat, and you're there, it just helps your ego, right? It just builds your confidence going into the playoffs. Then, so that when you are playing the Lakers and everyone's picking against you, you're like, well, no, we dominated them throughout the season when they had, you know, hopefully the, the roster against you. And, like, maybe just build the confidence that they want and they give something for the coaches to motivate them for, for the playoffs. I don't know. You're the coach. Coach, tell me, am I right or wrong? Well, you, you, so you said something important. You said about some of the bigger games, I definitely think uh, some of these teams come out and they understand when they're playing a, you know, a big rivalry game. Yeah, they, they bring their best foot forward because – you know, that gives some momentum going into playoff time. But in terms of being the number one seed, truly a lot of it happens to be, they could be the number one seed, but if they limp in with the number one, that's terrible. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would so much rather prefer, you know, you come down the stretch winning 10 of your last 11, getting the one seed there, uh, as opposed to, you know, dominating the whole year and, and limping in at the end and sitting your guys the last two weeks just for rest purposes. You don't, yeah. you don't come in you know, as fresh and crisp as you need to uh, to start the playoffs. Yeah, what do you yeah think? Cross, I mean, cross-sport comparison, but, you know, as a, as a Dodger fan, I can speak on it, you know, not, last year not included, but, I mean, so for how many years Dodgers, everybody's saying Dodgers best team in baseball in August and base team, best team in baseball in July, and then when we get to October, it's like, oh, man, I don't know if we have the – we don't have the right guys, and it's other teams are peaking at the right time, so – it's nice. The Jazz are a nice story, but like I said, it's February sixteenth. Yep. If they're like still still there in a month, you know, maybe I'll take them seriously. But right now, it's like this is it's a nice story. I don't think it's a big surprise because I think they were probably the third or fourth best team in the West going into the season. So for them to be one is not that crazy of a jump. Um, right. Nice story. Right. Donovan Mitchell's playing some good basketball, and uh, you know, let's see where it goes. Yeah. Well, now it's uh, it's that time. What time is it? Game, Game time. time. I'll edit it all together. Don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Fergie, you got a game. Go for it. All right, so first one, I got a little trivia question since we got our uh, our college expert uh, on the line here with us. Uh, so, Ali, I got a question. Can you name the NCAA all-time scoring leader for men's basketball? All-time scoring leader for men's basketball. I have a feeling this is not going to be a Division One player. It's going to be like somebody at like Grinnell College no, or some shit. No, it is. <laughs> all right. Okay, hold on. Okay. <laughs> um, all-time Division One men's basketball player. I mean, I, I'm thinking of two players. I can only. I, I can well, only. Two of them went to UCLA, and they, neither one of them. Both neither of them. one of them is a top scorer at UCLA. Neither one of those two guys. But they play. Or yeah, no, no, he's, he's thinking of Kareem and Walton, and I'm like, these, those guys aren't even the top yeah. lead scorers at their own school, let mm-hmm. alone the, all the NCAA. Uh, Pistol Pete Maravich. Absolutely. Ooh, Pete Maravich. Wow. Congratulations. That was like 40 points a game with no three-pointer. Wow. 44 yeah. points a game. And I was doing some, some research on this. How crazy is this? There's a bunch of guys that have played like, 130, 140 games in their career. Do you know he did that in 83 games? I mean, talk about just they built everything. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, it, for some of those things, that's, that's two full seasons for some of these guys mm-hmm. right now who, you know, you play such a long preseason. I think Villanova the other year, what, weren't they like 41 and one or something like that? Some crazy amount yep. of games that they played. It's ridiculous. So do you guys, crazy. you guys know who the all-time leading scorer is? 40 points a game. Without the three-point. Do you know who the all-time leading scorer at UCLA is? Well, I'm just guaranteeing it's not Kareem or Walt now. So, yeah. I just uh, gave you that part. I do not it know. Don oh, Ed O'Bannon? Don McClain. Oh, oh Don McClain. That's right. CB Valley's right. finest. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's right. He's on the show with so, Petra. I got, I got. 
So I got a funny story about, I was looking at that, that list and brought me back um, a little bit. There was this one guy who was eighth on the list, right? Or ninth on the list right now. Right. So uh, we ended up playing St. Peter's in college and this guy, the point guard was, I think he was, I think he was a sophomore at the time. And it was like one of the first games of the season we were playing in a tournament or playing back East playing against them. But uh, this one guy ended up going off on us for like 44 points. Right. So me and my me and my roommate at the time, both the point guards, and after the game, I mean, we were literally just looking at each other like, "What the hell just happened?" Homeboy just ran forty four on us. Our teammates are like clowning us, like, "Yeah, we would have been in the game had you point guards been able to stop that dude." <laughs> so this whole time, we're, we're feeling like terrible about ourselves. Sure, he blew up, had a great year, but looking on the list right now, Keydron Clark for St. Peter's was the ninth all-time leading scorer in the NCAA wow. history. And he dropped like 40-something on our head. It was crazy. <laughs> so looking at the list, I was like, yeah, yeah. I remember that name. You can gladly say that you helped him get on that list. Hey, for sure, because he may have been out of the top 10 if it wasn't for us that day. Yeah, I want to see how many, like, if he took 44 points off or, like, 23 points off, like, how, where would he fall on that all-time list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me. That was me. So somewhere I, I have a little a little piece of that. There you go. Yeah, top you're, ten. You're in the record books. Uh, all right, I got two, I got two questions for y'all. So a little game. So uh, we'll see if uh, either of you, since both of you guys are serious Laker fans, I have a little trivia for you. All right. So Amir, you're first. Can you name the starting five from the 1995 Lakers? Their starting lineup. 95. So. Uh, Vlade, Eldon, Cam, no. Is it Eldon at four? Yep. Um, Cedric Sabalos. Was it Nick and Eddie? Ooh. I think Anthony Peeler, was he the starting two? That's the thing. Anthony Peeler is either coming off. I think Anthony Peeler is coming Eddie? off the bench then. I think 95. Is it Eddie? Nope. So you had... The one that you're missing is George right. Lynch. Uh, was Cedric Sabalas not on that team? Hey, there, no, Sabalas. So Sabalas, uh, Vlade, Nick Van Exel, Eldon Campbell, so George and George Lynch. Uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, I guess, yeah, Sabalas. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. He's a small forward point. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Well, Ali, this one's for you. How about the 2000, 2000 Lakers? Lakers? So that's the first championship. Oh, no. that's the Yeah, that's the first championship. So that's Shaq, Kobe. Glenn the only one you can have Lights, issues with Ron Harper, Harper, Horace Grant. It's AC Green. Interchange. You were, no, no, not AC Green. You're you're right, but they they flip flop. So on paper, the starting guy was oh, Rick yeah, Fox yeah, over it? Glenn yeah. Rice. Okay. Was AC Green on that, squad, on that squad though? AC Green, I thought was a starter on that team. Was that the year after? No, the, yeah, the first in one was, yeah, the first one Green was Horace back. Grant, and then I think it was AC Green was the second one. Or was Horace Grant there for two? Okay, 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 okay. okay. Uh, all right, so next one. If you catch the team here, we're going 05. Amir, who you got? Shit. <laughs> was Swish Parker on that team? <laughs> yeah, oh. No. Uh, oh, 05. So we got Lamar. We got Kobe. Okay. We got Cron Butler. That's three. Uh, by, did they draft Bynum that year? No. no, no. Bynum no. was 06. 07, I think. 06, 07. I don't know who the center was. Oh, I think I know. And then there. I'm gonna give you twenty dollars if you get the point guard. Is it? Is it Penberth or no, whatever his name is? No, he's no, in no, his... no, no, no. Point guard. No, Ali. Who do you think? Point guard. Was it um Ramon Sessions? No. No, it was Chucky Atkins. Chucky Atkins. Brian Grant. Was it Brian Grant? For your big man. Yeah. Man, you had oh, Chris Mim. Chris Mim. That's that's right. That's right. Damn. All right. Last one, which I think is a good one here for you. So both of you chime in. The 2015 Lakers. 2015. Was that? 
Kobe's last year? No, 15. Kobe finished, uh, no, Kobe finished 16, 16, I think. Okay, so Kobe's still there. Because so, I think, what's the name came into the league? What, what year did um, um, uh, Julius Randle come in? Was it 15 or 16? He wasn't, he wasn't on during this time. He, he came in after 15? that. I think he was 15 or 16, so he didn't, I'll just say he didn't start really this year. Cool. He wasn't there yet, huh? He didn't start. Um, he might have been there. I just he might not have started. Because that was because D'Angelo was D'Angelo yeah. on that team. D'Angelo was a tattoo. Damn. Fifteen. Starting for fifteen. Okay, if you remember who was so Kobe is Kobe one of the players? Yes. <laughs> we got, we got one. <laughs> Kobe fifteen. Um, um. I'm gonna give you one more. Oh, Insanity. Okay. Lynn. Uh, Dwight Howard. Was, no, we're, not we're not there. We're past Dwight Howard. I, I can see how much y'all followed a team that was garbage that year. We're going to go with Jeremy Lin, Kobe Bryant, Wesley Johnson, Carlos Boozer, and Jordan Hill. Oh, you know, and then who came off the bench, Ali, was Xavier Henry, <laughs> who like was just a slasher and dunked on everybody for like, Half a season, and then he kept getting injured, and that was it, friend. So, I remember being... How about that wow. stuff? Yeah, we've seen some bad ones. I mean, you got to give credit to Kobe. Like, he played with some trash for a handful of years. <laughs> he, he definitely did. Stuck it out and, uh, and balled out, even with uh, that lineup. Because I, when I was looking at that, I was like, are you kidding me? That's the that's the starting lineup? I got – my game is a little bit uh, just – I throw out two players. You tell me who had more assists. Career-wise, okay? Career assists, all right? Yep. Rajon Rondo or Tony Parker? Rondo. I'm going to go Tony Parker. It is Rondo. Um, Andre Miller, Chris Paul. Andre Miller. <laughs> he did play for like 37 years. A lot of years. <laughs> You know what? Just to just to go against it, I I think it's Andre, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick CP3. The crazy part is it is CP3, but Andre is the eleventh on this fucking roster all time of all yeah. assist leaders. Hey, is he Hall I think of Famer? He was a, he, I think he was a center in high school. He was like a power forward or center at Urban Day. Is he? Is he? A... Well, if you see yeah. the way he would walk back the ball off the court back yep. in that ass. <laughs> Okay, uh, uh, Rod Strickland or Tony Parker? Love Rod Strickland. But he didn't pass the ball. Tony Parker. Yeah, I'm going to go Tony because Hot Rod was a, was more of a scorer, I think. You would be surprised. It is Rod Strickland. Guaranteed. And by like a good 900 assists or so. Yeah, 900. Well, Tony Parker also wasn't a big assist guy, so I don't know why I went with him. Yeah. Um, okay. You know what? Maybe they did hey, – Maybe they were tougher on it back then because all he did is dump it down the paint. By the time Tim did his little drop right. step, they didn't call yeah. it an assist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That could be it. All right, here we go. Right. This is a good one. This this is actually it. I, I didn't even know they were it, that high on the list. Stefan Marbury or Muggsy Bugs? Ooh. Yeah, Marbury. Marbury. Just sheer minutes played. I think. Fucking little Muggsy. man. Muggsy is six thousand seven hundred and some change. Steph, um, what's his name? Had six thousand four hundred and some change. And then the last one. Wow. Gary Payton or LeBron? Gary Payton. More assists. I'm gonna say just out of the the minutes in the playoffs and everything. I'm gonna say LeBron. It is LeBron by over a thousand assists. Wow. It's crazy. That fool's gonna be top five in points, assists as a power forward. Forward, like yeah. that's insane. That's crazy. He's actually gonna be. Uh, you can say I don't. I don't even think you can actually put a position no, next to his name. Can. Truly, I mean, he just. It doesn't matter. It, there, he's just a player now. Like positions these days. I think that's all about just for TV that you can actually say 
point guard, shooting guard, small forward. Like, yeah. it, there's no positions. They're all they're all six eight, six nine, and just play. And Jalen Rose says, "Can you name are there for a novice to follow the game?" That's Jalen Rose's thing. He says they they put the positions yeah. so a novice can follow. Like, um, how about this? Can you guys sense. name the top ten assist leaders? Okay, Ma- Magic, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash. John Stockton, Stockton. Mark Jackson. Uh-huh. We had this conversation the other day. Yep, yep. That's top five right there. I, I don't know how five. many. I, I don't know how many that was. That's five. That's five. LeBron, is he in the top ten? That's, okay. Uh huh. Chris, no. Yeah. Did you I said Jason Kidd, Jason Chris Kidd. Paul. Yep. I think like Chris Paul's in guys. there. Yep. And then I'm gonna say you're missing three. One of them was in the 70s. So Oscar, big to, Oscar, Oscar Robertson. He was yep, head of Magic Oscar forever, yeah. yeah. And then you got two. Um, 80s, 90s, both of them. Mark Price. No. Maybe, I Isaiah, maybe Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Who? Isaiah Thomas. Yep. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. Thomas. So we got one more. Mark Price. Oh, the glove. Gary Payton. No, he's 10th on there the go. list. Got him. But he's going to uh, – it looks like Westbrook is going to jump in there at some point. Um, I don't think Ray Jean's going to play enough to make it into the list, but it looks like Westbrook might. I mean, he's got about a thousand to go to make it that list. About two thousand. So. That's a great list. Yeah. Right there, All right. Well, thank you, uh, Coach AP, for joining us and entertaining us with your knowledge of all that is basketball. My pleasure, guys. And uh, if you are like, if you are like um, uh, Ali, who has not listened to a single episode this season. <laughs> Log in, check in, and let us know what you thought. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll see. We'll see y'all later. Peace. Peace.